ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Welcome into the February 13th edition. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming road schedule for the Thundering Herd. The men are at home this weekend. They've got two to determine where they're going to be in the Conference USA bonus play situation. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in. We had a lot to figure out this weekend. I think we're going to figure it out mostly on Thursday. Saturday, we'll just finish it all up. The Conference USA is wrapping it up. They will enter their second phase of their conference slate, the the bonus play schedule. So the bonus play schedule, that's going to come out Saturday evening. We're going to get air times for these games, at least for us, tip times for you. We'll get that stuff on Sunday, but Saturday we're going to get the actual schedule itself. Now, there'll be complete TV times and everything included, so you're going to get to see most of these things, and everything's going to conclude on Saturday. Now, you've got three pods. You are going to see 1 and 5 and 6 and 10. you got 11 and 14. That'll be a group of four. So they're going to play in their respective pods during the final three weeks. Now, once the 18 games have been completed, 12 teams, based on their overall conference record within their respective groups, will be seeded in the conference tournament. For example, if a program lands in the second group, it will seed no higher than 6th and no lower than 10th in the tournament. So if Marshall gets in, they're at 6, they got to either hang on to 6 or they could slip to 7, 8, 9, or 10. If Marshall gets in at 5 or 4, they have an opportunity to even move up or go no further than five. So let's say they finish their fifth. That's the worst they can do, finish fifth. But they can move all the way up, depending on how many games. And, of course, there won't be that much margin for error, so they'd have to pretty much win out. I think they could do that. And the other teams that are in that pod could do that as well. Now, Conference USA Tournament, once again, Frisco, Texas, March 13th through 16th at the Ford Center. So you've got... Plenty of time, of course, to figure out what your basketball life is going to look like. And we're going to break all that stuff down. But here are the dates. And I'll get into that pod system a little bit later on because I've got the scenarios. But Saturday, February 23rd, Thursday, February 28th, Sunday, March 3rd, Wednesday, March 6th, and Saturday, March 9th. So those are the dates. Each team will play two home games and two road games. Only against teams in their pod, depending on where each finishes, decides where the road game will take place and who each team will host. Now, I'm just kind of curious, is there going to be a travel partner involved with this? Is the travel partner going to be based on the seed, geography? How's that going to work? Because, again, you've got five dates to play for. And so after the herd wraps up on Saturday, they've got a week. So they've got a week between games, so you won't see them again until next Saturday. And then do they play the following Thursday and then on that Sunday and then either play Wednesday or Saturday or do they play Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday, Thursday, Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. How do they go about this? We'll find out what that schedule looks like. So that's the thing right there. We don't know just yet what that schedule is going to look like. 
it all gets underway on Saturday, though. We get that part. Now, I'll break it down for you a little bit later on, but there are scenarios to put the herd in pod one. There's also scenarios to put the herd in pod two. And I know Marshall hasn't sent this out, but if the Thundering Herd loses out, I'm thinking there's a scenario to put him in pod three. Right here in my hands, I've got the Conference USA standings right now. And pod three consists of Charlotte and UTEP. I know that, be certain. And we got that log jam. All these teams are five and seven. Louisiana Tech, FIU, FAU, Rice, Middle Tennessee. All those teams are five and seven. So there's a log jam there. And then right at the top of the log jam, UAB and Marshall. UAB and Marshall, they're going to take care of their little situation right away because they'll play each other. Marshall playing host to UAB. So they're going to take away take away that little six and six dilemma right now. But after that, if Marshall falls to six and seven, could they then fall to six and eight? And if they fall to six and eight, is there a scenario in which Rice, Florida, Atlantic, Florida International, Middle Tennessee could escape the very bottom. Because right now, two are locked. Charlotte wins, doesn't matter. They're 3-10, and ten, doesn't matter. UTEP wins, it really doesn't matter because they're not going to work their way out. If Middle Tennessee works its way out, they're 5-7 and seven right now, so they could be 7-7. Seven and seven. Rice could be 7-7. Seven and seven. The Florida schools could work their way out. I don't know what it's going to take to keep the herd from falling into that bottom pit if they, say, lose a couple of games these last two games. So it's interesting from the standpoint that at least we're talking about it. I don't think we've talked this much about the schedule for a long time. Now, is this an opportunity for the Thundering Herd to come out, the team itself come out and say, you know what, we have not given up. We haven't quit. We're playing some bad basketball right now. We, we haven't packed it in. We're going to play. We've made it a little harder for ourselves. Guess what? The magic begins. The magic begins now, and we're going to make our run. Turn it on. I know Dan has talked about you don't turn it on or turn it off, but you're going to have to. You're going to have to go from 0 to 60 real quick. And then they just go on a tear. Marshall wins the last two. Let's say Marshall wins the last two. Find their way into that top pod, and then they just wreck that top pod. And they put themselves in a situation where they got a first-round bye. And then they go to the tournament. They're feeling good about themselves, and they just wreck that tournament. They get into the NCAA tournament. Is that going to happen? Or are they going to get into pod two as a sixth seed? Like, okay, hold their ground, win the pod. I guess you win the pod. I don't know. You stay six. And then they get into the tournament. They got a little extra work, and they work their way into that championship game. Win that, get to the tournament. All is good, right? Because right now, sitting at 13 and 12, 6 and 6 in conference is where a lot of people thought this team would not be. All right, Tony Kemper is going to be our guest when we come back from break. We're going to talk to him about the ladies. Later on, I'll give you the scenarios for these pods. We'll get your phone calls in as well. You are listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. More on the way here. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, today's show is kind of hard and it's kind of easy. On the one hand, i got to make sense of all this pod play and this bonus play. On the other hand, I don't have to work so hard. I've got the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team joining me now, Tony Kemper, and he's going to make my job easy because... 
Um, you're just gonna you're gonna lay it all out right now. You've got the flow charts. You've got uh, every scenario possible for uh, for your squad where they can finish. I can just sit back and listen to you. It's your show, man. It's your show. Well, I actually do not have flow charts. Funny story about that. My my former boss, uh, Coach Daniel. I mean, he was the king of the flow chart. After about four games, you know, in your conference play, he knew where you were sitting, how many games you had to win to get this seed, and that. I mean, he did that all year. He he's got kind of a brain for that, but uh, I'm a little bit more. Uh, we got UAB right in front of my nose, and we're concentrating on UAB. But um, you know, I, I certainly know the the general outlook, and we're in a good place. Um, you know, we're trying to secure one of the top four seeds, which is the bye. Um, and yet, I also know we've got some uh, very very good basketball teams still on the schedule, so we'll have to play really well to get it done. I know you're a guy who doesn't believe in moral victories, but you got to be feeling pretty good. Even after a loss against Rice the other night, you got to be feeling pretty good that, all right, we're right there. You didn't get it done, but you're right there. And uh, I think that game really, uh, maybe more so for a lot of people, not for you, obviously, uh, sort of validated what uh, what your record has said all along. You've got a pretty good team in Conference USA. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I, I mean, I my message was pretty clear to the our team that I didn't, I don't really want to do moral victories. You know, that's not what I want to do. Um, I, I think the most proud thing I am about our team is that they tried to win that game. You know, we we didn't try to uh, the way we attacked them. We we basically shot our shot to win the game. We played. We actually played well enough on offense. Um, you know, Shane Gore was fantastic. We got on the tear. We made him. We made him. Uh, you know, really guard us way out away from the basket. Which, um, you know, with the center that they have, who's, I mean, she's she's six nine and it's legit. I mean, you you kind of have to figure out how you're going to score on them, and nobody really had. And uh, you know, so I'm I'm very happy with our our team's ability to go toe to toe and and you know play to win the game. And I appreciate that a lot. And at the same time, um, you know, when it's when it's all said and done, and you got a Sunday to think. About what what went on, um, I'm probably more frustrated with uh, our inability to really get a stop in that game at all. You know, when you play well enough on offense, you'd like to find a way to win that game, and we just couldn't quite put enough stops together. Do you feel that after watching that game, a rematch that happens, um, different outcome? Yeah, you know now what it takes to. Okay, we've gone toe to toe with with Rice. They're the best right now. And if it wasn't for this or this or that, we probably win that game. You feel that good about where you're at right now? Well, I think I think that we I think we played well enough on one side of the ball. Um, you know, we'll have to repeat that performance if we get another chance, and, and we did that. You know, we made 13 threes, which I you know we knew going into it that they they really do a good job of guarding the three point line, and they kind of force you into their big you know shot blocker and. Um, we were pretty clear all week that we, we wanted to get off three point shots. I felt like that was the way to, to score on them. And, um, you know, I think looking at it, that's the right play. Um, and yet, you know, when you flip to the other side of the ball, we, we just have to be better than what we were. And, um, you know, I, I think our, I think our team gained confidence by playing in that game. Um, you know, and yet still came up short. Um, hopefully we, we use it as motivation to drive and, and, and try to see them again, you know. I think they would like to play them again. And if so, I think we'll shoot our shot like we did the other day. You know, they'll go after it, which is what we did. You get to move on now. That's the great thing. Win or lose, you get to move on to the next game. And you've got a big one. You take on UAB. And really, these uh, these final games for you are, are very important because this could determine whether it's a, a three-day stay, a four-day stay, 
as far as uh, at least how many games you get to play at the tournament, what the potential is there, and and always you want to play um, you want to play that first day. Well, you want to play that first day by sitting in the bleachers and the stands watching. That's how you want to play <laughs> right. that first day. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, I, I um, basically you don't make it to the championship without a buy. For the most part, that's accurate. Um, you know, so it's very, very important to get a top four seed if you can. Um, and if you look at our next four games, you know, we've got five games remaining, and the next four are basically uh, against the clump that is that is right there vying for the top four seeds. And um, you know, Rice is undefeated. Middle Tennessee, who we play on Saturday, has got two losses. Um, UAB is currently one game back on us in the loss column, um, and then ODU. Old Dominion is also one game back, I believe. So um, Western, we're tied with Western Kentucky. That's your next four games, you know. So um, it, I think it, it is great that we uh, we get to see these teams head to head to decide it, you know. And um, we're kind of the new kid on the block. I think that we've got to go into some hostile environments and we've got to perform well. And um, you know, I, I think that we have grown up a lot as a group. Um, I think we're ready for a challenge and. Um, you know, at the same time, I think they understand what a, what a big challenge it'll be. So, um, looking forward to getting a chance to compete again. If it's felt like this team has embraced its role, I mean, right now you're you mentioned you're the new kid on the block. You're also the hunters, and sometimes it's easier to be that team that's hunting, uh, hungry for those victories. And it's felt like all throughout this uh, success you've had in in conference that this team hasn't lost focus. Uh, you know, what do you attribute that to? Senior leadership, uh, buying into what you've been telling them finally, uh, understanding that, hey, this is what success looks like. We should keep doing what we're doing to be successful. I mean, what do you attribute all that to? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's it's a lot of everything you just went through. You know, I don't think it's one thing. I think I do think that our leadership has been good. Um you know, I think when you look at our uh, when you look at our two seniors, and I would probably I would add Kadeja Brooks in there. You know, she is she would be a senior without the knee injury a couple of years ago. Um, you, you know, there we do have some older key components that have been through a lot of battles. Um, you know, I think that something that I do talk about quite a bit is this: we, we have a really good group of young women. I mean, they're, they're good people. They uh, they do great on and off the floor. That's part of it. You know, they like being around each other. Um, they pull for each other. Um, you know, I think they have done a really good job of embracing roles. We have, uh, you know, Shana is on a very good offensive tear right now, and yet, um, you know, they try to get her shots when she's going. And, we also have some weapons that can step up if she's not and, uh, you know, and hurt you as well. Taylor Porter's been very, very steady. You know, she, she's just a fighter, and she likes to play. She likes to compete. That's been a huge key. And I, you, Taylor Pearson, unbelievable um, defensive versatility out of her. She guards, I mean, she's probably 5'8 or 5'9. She plays a lot bigger than that, but she can guard guard. She can guard post. I mean, it, you know, so I could kind of go down the, you know, I think the, the uh, you know, the ones at the end of the bench who aren't playing, they've embraced the, the role of, you know, being great in practice every day, um, you know, maybe being putting things that they want individually. Um, on the back burner so that our team can be good. And, uh, you know, you, I think you to have a good year and have a good team in basketball or any sport, you have to have kind of a combination of all that go right. Um, you know, I think we can, I think we have. And then the other thing that they are fighting for respect and they like that, you know, you're kind of right. We're kind of underdogs and, um, you know, they're trying to prove themselves every time they play. And that that's why our, I think our mentality and our, our effort level has been pretty steady. Tony Kemper is our guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So, you start with UAB, and uh, that's a team that 
they're pretty good. Um, they've had some success over the years with the Thundering Hurt, um, but you've been pretty good on the road as of late. Uh, so what do you see with this contest coming up? Well, you know, they were picked to win the league um, this year. They won it last year, and they lost in the championship game to Western Kentucky. Um, they're a very good offensive team. On the defensive side of the ball, they're a little bit like they're they're kind of a mirror image to us. I actually uh, I watch them play quite a bit because schematically on defense they're similar. Um, you know, so th- that will be good for us in terms of uh, you know we've played a lot against um, similar style in practice and what have you. Um, they're very very talented on offense. They've got um, they they basically play two five inside that average around twenty points a game when you combine them. So they have good post play. Um, and then they, you know, a lot of the game they're going to play four shooters around those posts. So um, it's kind of hard to figure out how you're going to help in there. Um, you know, got to guard the basketball. They've got a tremendous shooter in Rachel Childress. So they stretch you out, um, you know, which is why they, they've been really good for the last couple of years. So the, it'll be a challenge on, on our defensive end to, you know, try to figure out a way to get them slowed down. They, they look like they're um... – I guess the best way to describe them, I think you put it right. Uh, yeah, you might be going and facing yeah, a team that's pretty similar to you, but uh, they're um, they're not where they expected to be. Uh, what is it that maybe is, um, they were picked to win the league? What is it just the fact that it's so tight up in that top spot right now that they're still as good as advertised? It's just so are a few more teams in this league now. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, I think when you when you uh, when you have a year like they had last year where they win it. You know, maybe a couple close games break your way that, you know, they're they're. I think they're a very similar team to what they were last year. I think Rice has improved. I think Rice is a little is is better. You know, they didn't have Nancy Mulkey. They did not have six nine last year. So that that game has become more difficult for people to win. Um, you know, I think Middle Tennessee has gotten a little bit better. They've already played Middle. They've already played Rice. You know, so. Um, maybe those games last year just kind of broke in their favor, and they're a very similar team to what they were last year. And um, you know, in basketball, you play so many games that um, you know sometimes you lose those, you lose a couple close games, and you don't. You know, their their record is still awfully good. I know that. Maybe it's not quite the um, you know thirteen and three or whatever it was last year, but uh, you know they're still a very similar team with a very very tough opponent to, at home or on the road. So you've got this southern road trip. Uh, what are you doing down south? Uh, you got the UAB. You got Middle Tennessee. Um, you know, it's not like going to Florida or anything. So uh, what are you doing down in the uh, in the uh, deep south while you're there in the next few days? I'm just kind of well, curious. You know, the weather's not bad down here today. Pretty cold when we got on that that jet up in uh, up in Huntington, but it's pretty decent down here. I'm uh, I'm just in my room working on uh, working on these two these two games, trying to get ready for it. Um, we actually go we go shoot here in about an hour. Uh, we'll be pretty light tonight. We practiced at home. I like to practice at home before we get on the road. Um, so we'll go in and we'll get a chance to just shoot some balls pretty low-key in Bartow tonight. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll have a pretty uh, pretty full day between eating. We eat a lot on the road, mostly, um, and then watching film and um, walkthroughs and shoot around tomorrow to, to try to get ready to find a way to get this game done. See, I thought you were going to tell me you are working on flow charts, trying to figure out the, uh, the men's scenario, because uh, um, I, I can't I, figure it out. I read that article. It seems like uh, seems like there's a lot going on. Probably after Thursday night, it'll be a little bit easier article to write. Um, you know, so hopefully uh, we're cheering them on for sure. I, I know we appreciate it. They, you know, men's and women's basketball. Marshall gets get along really well. It's not like that everywhere. Um, you know, their players tell us all the time, "Good luck." We we do the same back to them, and um, 
you know, I know we're cheering for him. We, you, you know, we, uh, I guess it, whenever we were in Texas, that was two weeks ago now, you know, we watched the overtime game from down on the river walk. Everybody had their phones out. We were eating barbecue and, and watching the overtime game. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for them to hopefully get on a run like they did a year ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are in the conference tournament at this point in time, which is, you know, from where we were a year ago, that's a, that's a good, good feeling for us and our program. And I know we're really looking forward to Frisco. So we'll uh, we'll meet up with them down there. and Hopefully Marshall basketball can get on a run. Yeah, and um, barbecue. That's See, all I heard was you had barbecue down you know, in Texas. That's all I heard of that. <laughs> hey, I can find barbecue now. I, I'm. I'm well versed in some of the, you know, I'm a Kansas, I'm a Kansas boy, so uh, I'm I can take you to Kansas City. Not that I'm from the city, but we can get around there, and I can show you, you know, Oklahoma Joe's. That's big time barbecue in Kansas City. I can I can find you some if, if we ever get to my turn. See, I know that crowd you run with, so I guess you have to be in charge of the good barbecue. Because I, I do you leave that up to Cor- Jason Courier, your uh, sports information director? Is you know, do you put that in his hands sometimes? You just wrest that away from him. Well, I uh, I try to have better taste than, than than Jason when it comes to food, so um, I, I try to steer us and you know I try to make sure the bus pulls into the right place. Okay, is he like want to eat Thai food or something like that, or you know what's what's he want? Uh, you know, Corey's a burger guy. He likes hamburgers. Okay, so it, you know, not not to say that he's pretty good about what he orders too. So I'm kind of a I'm kind of a steak burgers. And I do like barbecue. So, see, I'm following you. I'm following you around from now on. That's um, is it feels like this. You know, this is the bandwagon to jump on if you haven't right now. Get on this bandwagon. You know, we haven't even talked about that before. I let you go. Great crowd showing up supporting you on uh, on Saturday, and hopefully that follows you around for the rest of the season. We did, and I think uh, you know I, I don't think we disappointed. I think they had a good time there watching us compete. I think that, and I have been uh, I'm very clear about that with our players. Like that's how you win fans is you you lay it on the line and get after people. And um, we did come up short. Um, we're disappointed about that, and yet I think people saw that we're fighters and. Um, you know, I, I, they watched an entertaining basketball game, and we'll we'll be back in there next Saturday against uh, Western Kentucky for the pink game. Um, that's another good basketball team. It should be a fun day. So um, we appreciate all the support we do get, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys in, in the Henderson Center. Trust me, we'll hype that one up just because it's Western Kentucky. You, you know, that's supposedly a rivalry. That's a rivalry game, so we, we, we're supposed to hate them. Friendly. It's a friendly hate, but we hate them. <laughs> Please do. Please do. We'd love to have it packed again. Coach, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, have Thank fun. You. Have fun. Enjoy the uh, the good barbecue you find. Keep Jason Courier in line, and uh, we'll talk about a victory hopefully here in the next day or two. Sounds great. See you. That is Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. We're going to take our next break, come back, and uh, we're going to try to break this down. What are scenarios for Marshall finishing in pod one? Pod 2. I don't have a breakdown for Pod 3. They didn't send me a a Pod 3 breakdown. Uh, I think it could happen. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. Let's just focus on Pod 1 and just in case Pod 2. When we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, February 13th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Okay, 
It's time to figure this out. I've got the cheat sheet here, and this thing might blow up in my face on Thursday, but we might actually have a better idea on Thursday. All right, I'm going to give you the standings first, and then we'll go over the cheat sheet. Now, right now, Old Dominion's on top of the league, 10-3. and And let me tell you something. Let me preface this. You want Old Dominion to win Conference USA. You just want them to win. Marshall can't win the regular season title. That's out of the picture. So you want Old Dominion to win the regular season title. Keep that in mind. UTSA is 9-3. North Texas is 8-4. Western Kentucky is 8-4. And, and Southern Miss is 7-5. Now, there are scenarios for Southern Miss to drop out of this first pod, and there are scenarios for Western Kentucky to drop out of this first pod. Marshall and UAB both at 6-6. Six and six. Louisiana Tech, FIU, FAU, Rice, and Middle Tennessee all at five and seven, and then UTEP and Charlotte are three and nine and three and ten. So right now, Marshall's locked in pod two. Now they're not stuck there just yet. They're locked in right now, though. They're a pod two. If it all ended right now, they're pod two. Old Dominion, UTSA, North Texas, Western Kentucky, Southern Miss are pod one. UAB, Marshall, Louisiana Tech, FIU, FAU, uh, I believe are pod two in the standings. And then Rice, Middle, UTEP, and Charlotte, I believe if these things are stacked by their position, they're pod three. Now, here's what's going to happen. Got the final two games here to, to wrap all this up, and then you get into bonus play. You get home games, you get road games, two and two. Marshall can finish anywhere from pod one to pod three going into the last two games. Here's scenario one. You enter pod one and you finish fifth. So if Marshall beats UAB and Middle Tennessee and Southern Miss loses to UTSA and UTEP, Marshall's in pod one. So that's scenario one. Pretty simple, right? We talked about that one. We figured that one out. Um, Marshall gets in the pod. If they went out and Southern Miss loses out. Okay. Scenario two, Marshall beats UAB and Middle Tennessee. Okay. Again, the herd's got to win out. So, just like scenario one, Herd wins out. Southern Miss defeats UTSA and UTEP. Okay, so far so good. Western Kentucky loses to UAB and Middle Tennessee. And Old Dominion finishes first in the conference standings. Marshall would be tied with Western Kentucky and CUSA and would have split the season series one-to-one, but... They get the fifth seed because um, they beat Old Dominion and Western Kentucky did not. So that's scenario there. Pretty good, right? All right. So there's still hope. Now you can finish six and uh, be top of pod two if you beat UAB and Middle Tennessee or you beat UAB and Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, and Rice uh, lose one of their last two games. If the Herd finish fifth, it would host the top two teams in the conference and travel to the third and fourth place teams. Finishing sixth would mean Marshall would host the seventh and eighth seeded teams while traveling to the ninth and tenth place teams, and we don't have the times and everything yet. Okay, so let's go with all this. Again, um, this is a perplexing living document here. Let's say, okay, the herd finishes fifth. It would host the top two teams in Conference USA. So right now, let's just go ahead and say, Herd finishes fifth. They will host Old Dominion and UTSA. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. You get to host those the toughest teams. And then you travel to the third and fourth place teams. So that means you travel to, um, say, North Texas and Western Kentucky. Okay. Um, I still like uh, hosting Old Dominion and UTSA. I actually like fifth. I like that better. 
Now, you finish sixth, that goes uh, like this. You will host seventh and eighth seeded teams. So if you're sixth, that means you would host maybe UAB, Louisiana, EFC. We can't figure all that out. That's where the jumble begins. We get the dates Saturday night at the conclusion of the games. TV times will be announced on the 17th. Finish fifth. That's it. That's what you get. You need some help, though. And that's what the scenario here is. You finish fifth, and you've got at least a, a fighting chance to work your way up. Now, can you win the league title if you're eight and six, and then you get four more shots at it, twelve and six? But Old Dominion's going to have to drop a couple. UTSA is going to have to drop one. I think at least here. I, I don't know if you can. Yeah, but at this point, you're you're more worried about finishing in the top four. That's what you're worried about. You want to finish in the top four after it's all said and done. Regular season conference championship doesn't mean that much to you compared to, say, winning the conference championship only because, again, uh, you're still getting a bye. You, you, you can't win the conference championship. I don't see really a feasible scenario here, but you want to get locked into one of those four slots is the way I'm reading this. And it's interesting because I think what this has done here with this pod system is it's, it's made every game count. There's really not a throwaway game here. Not that there is, but it's made every game count. Uh, you dig yourself in a hole, you got to dig yourself out of one. And you play everybody once, and then you get locked into uh, like schools record-wise. And then you battle it out to determine, you know, seeding. And then you go and play in the tournament. So Marshall's looking to finish at least in that first pod, then work their way up. Because really, that's what you're playing for. First round buy is what you're playing for. First round buy is the prize. Conference championship in regular season secondary. All that does is lock you into the uh, NIT, if you don't win the conference tournament. That's what that does. So there are benefits to everything. Rice is at FIU, North Texas at FAU, UTEP's at Louisiana Tech, UAB's at Marshall, Middle Tennessee's at Western Kentucky, uh, UTSA's at Southern Miss. Okay, UTSA will beat Southern Miss. Just write that down right now. I'm going to say UTSA wins. So that's one of the two losses you need for Southern Miss. Middle Tennessee at Western, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. 100 miles of hate, I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on that one, though. That's on uh, Facebook, CBS Sports Network on Facebook. Yeah, I'll watch a little bit of that. Marshall, UAB, Marshall's got to win. CBS Sports Network, Marshall's got to win. UTEP at La Tech. I'm going to root for UTEP there. It's not going to happen, but La Tech's probably going to win. North Texas at FAU. Um, ironically enough, I'm rooting for Florida Atlantic. I'm rooting for FAU just to make it a little easier for Old Dominion to uh, win the top spot. And Rice is at FIU. And I'm going to root for none of those teams. I'm just going to let the chips fall where those fall. And then Saturday, you've got Charlotte Old Dominion. Again, uh, Old Dominion wins that one. Rice at FAU. Let's see. At Rice at FIU. Rice at FAU. Uh, I don't know who I would take there. Middles at Marshall. We know that. Marshall wins that one. Come on. Marshall wins that one. North Texas at FIU. I'm going to say they beat FIU. UTSA is at Louisiana Tech. I'm going to say UTSA wins that one there. UAB at Western Kentucky. I'll take Western Kentucky there. UTEP at Southern Miss. I, you know, obviously I'm rooting for um, I'm rooting for UTEP right there. I'm rooting for you. I don't know if that's going to happen though. UTEP UTEP's three and nine right now. That's what it looks like. The good news is whatever happens, you get four more games and then you get the conference tournament. So after this weekend, the Herd's either going to play a maximum before, uh, say, postseason tournaments, and I mean NCAA, NIT, they're going to play a maximum of seven or eight games because they've got the bonus play, and then they're going to play four in the tournament or three in the tournament. You hope it's three in the tournament. 
it's looking like four, but it's not over. And I know that's uh, that's sitting on the fence here. The big question is, it's not if Marshall can beat UAB and Middle, because I think they can. They have a legitimate shot there at home. It's can Southern Miss lose out? Not win out, lose out. Can they lose out? And I don't think that's going to happen. We'll find out more. We'll know more when tomorrow happens. And, of course, we have the game for you. 5 o'clock, our regular showtime. 6.30, our airtime for our pregame. All right here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I hope you guys are buckled up. I'm your solo driver today on this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. been fun today. Actually, it's been really fun today. If you guys stick it around, I needed fun today for the show, and I think we got it. I want to thank Tony Kemper for checking in with me earlier today to uh, talk a little bit about the women. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone at Marshall getting me the uh, sort of the scenarios about what's going on with the seedings, how that's going to break down, and we're going to figure it all out. Now, Thursday, I've got the regular show. We'll do that 5 to 6. Uh, I'll be over at the Cam Henderson Center. Now, unless someone wants to buy me late lunch, I'll do the show with you maybe at Fat Patties. I don't know. But uh, we'll be over at the Henderson Center. And then 6.30 airtime, we go on. We'll have the preview. You can also hear that on 93.7 The Dog. And then after that, Steve Cotton takes you the rest of the way. Game tips off. Hopefully it's a herd victory. And we come back on and we kind of break this down all over again, see if we can get this log jam cleared up a little bit. Remember when it was just simpler? Just to win out and see where you stood. No, you get the pods now, and it makes these uh, games a, a little bit more important. It makes these games more important because after a certain period, you're locked. You're either a, you're either a 1 through 5, a 6 through 10, or an 11 through 14. I'm just curious how that last pod's going to work. I really want to see what the schedule is, if it plays favorites to the top seeds, the lower seeds get a fighting chance in that because – Really, if you're in that bottom group, you have an opportunity. You can fight your way up into a tournament bid. I think that's the one thing I like about this. Sure, it's not done. At 3-10, and 10, their season's not over. They're going to play these final games, and they could work their way up. So I'm curious how that works. If you're, say, let's say you're FAU right now. You're FAU. You're in this log jam. You've got an opportunity to work your way up. You could get as high as six. Or if you're Marshall, you got to be careful because you could lock yourself in at six and then you got to fight to stay at six. You could fall down to seven. You could fall to eight. You could fall to nine. You could fall to 10. So that's the danger for Marshall is all right, does this skid continue? Now, the skid would continue no matter what. Standing-wise, if Marshall was, say, playing a regular schedule here, not this bonus play, because a loss is a loss is a loss, you're going to fall down the standings anyway. But, I mean, you have an opportunity here to either hold your spot or fall down, or if you're on the lower seeds, work your way up, and you get a fair shake at it because if you're Charlotte, you don't have to, say, finish the season. Okay, our next four games, we got the, we got the best teams in the league. All right, we're not going to finish this. We're done. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, special thanks to Tony Kemper. Appreciate him for checking in today and uh, helping us out. Talking to herd women's basketball. That's going to do it. Back tomorrow, we've got several hours of herd sports all right here on ESPN. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Huntington Sports Station.